Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. So today we're talking about three steps to magnetism. Ooh, it's got a nice ring. <laughs> it took me a little bit to come up with that title. But I was thinking I was thinking about just the things that we can do in our marriage mm-hmm. that actually draw us close together. Yeah. And I was reading some stuff and then I was thinking through some things and I just thought, man, there's three, I, I know there's three specific things that we can do in all of our relationships that's going to magnetize us to each other. And it's, it's going to also... Um, if, if you're in a situation and you're in a marriage that's struggling right now, the, you can do these three things, very simple things. Um, and it, it's going to help draw your spouse back to you. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. No, you know what, though? Before uh, we do this, Tori typically has jokes. She doesn't have any jokes today, but I have a couple. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Go, go for it. What do you call a pig that does karate? What do you call a pig that does karate? Pork chop. <laughs> oh, I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. Why did the bike fall over? Why? Because it was too tired. What? It was too tired. Oh. It has two tires, Tor. <laughs> that took me a minute. Okay. Yeah. Give me a minute. Did you just make those up? No, I just looked them up. Oh, nice. You proud of me? I love it. Thank you. Okay, well, let, let's jump right in. When we're talking about three steps of magnetism, there's three things you're going to do that's going to literally magnetize your spouse to you, and it's going to magnetize you to your spouse. Okay. You want to know what the three things are? Yes, I, I do. I'm just going to, I'm going to say the three things, and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk about each one. Okay. okay, you ready? Think, talk, touch. The three T's. The three T's, like Tori Garland. Canador Benham. But think, talk, touch. Okay. If you're in a situation with your spouse and maybe you feel like you guys have just jumped into a routine and you've fallen into it and and you're just going back and forth and, and there's not really much uh, magnetism there. You don't feel much romance or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm telling you, thinking, talking, and touching in the specific ways we're going to talk to you about are going to change your, your marriage for the better. If you've got a great relationship with your spouse, then adding this to a part of your repertoire is going to be a great thing for your relationship. So thinking, talking, and touching. Let's talk think first. Okay. Okay, When we're talking about thinking, we're talking about specifically uh, thinking a positive thought about your spouse. Yeah. So good. Whether you want to or not. This comes so natural before you get married when you're in the dating years or the honeymoon stage. You just think about each other all the time. Yeah. And it's always positive. Mm -hmm. It's just positive. It's like, oh, I love the way she says that or Mm -hmm. I love the way he does that or whatever. It's it's thinking one positive thing about your spouse and dwelling on it for a second. Yeah. Like find yourself in a situation where you're driving to the grocery store or you're driving to work or whatever, turn the radio off or even better, 
turn a song on that you guys have always liked mm-hmm. together and think something positive about your spouse. If it means you have to go back into the archive, do it. Yeah. Go back into the archive. Yeah. It makes me think of the, uh, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever yeah. is just, whatever is pure. And, um, I'm, I'm getting it botched up. Yeah, no, that's right. And of good report, think on these things. And be you know, intentional about what you're thinking about with your spouse. This has been huge for us in our relationship. And honestly, not just our relationship, but the other relationships that are most important to us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. Because what we know now because of brain science is that thoughts ha- uh, create pathways in your brain. Mm. Tori wrote a whole chapter on this in our book. But if you think bad thoughts or negative thoughts or fearful thoughts, right? whatever those thoughts are, they create physical pathways in your brain so that your thoughts will naturally gravitate to that path. And you have to change that. So one of the ways to do that is to is to tell yourself, I will think a positive thought about my spouse. And and what you can do, I mean, you can systemize it. You can say, you know, I'm going to do it once in the morning, once in the afternoon, once in the evening. And then you'll get to a point where you're just thinking positive thoughts about your spouse all the time. That's the goal. Right. And I might be talking to people who are listening to this like, man, me and my spouse don't really struggle with positive thoughts about each other. No, that's great. And I'm glad you're in that situation. But what you want to do is is think about systemizing positive thinking about your spouse, not just, you know, so if I'm talking to a guy here, it's not just some physical, sexual thought or whatever, although that that definitely needs to play into it, but it's more uh, a thought of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And this goes from husband to wife and from wife to husband. If you think one thought, positive thought towards your spouse that's fueled by gratitude, then your brain is going to release what's called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a chemical in your brain that's released, uh, and it's called the bonding chemical. Right. And we've talked about it before on this podcast where we talked about the power of oxytocin. But when you think one thought, one positive thought about your spouse that's fueled in gratitude, like one thankful thought, mm-hmm. your brain is going to release uh, oxytocin, and oxytocin is a bonding chemical. It's what farmers often, and I had a farmer tell me this, that when they deliver a calf, mm-hmm. they give that little calf a shot of oxytocin, like a, a shot full of oxytocin so that the calf will want to bond to the mother. Cause sometimes the calf will just run out and just do its own thing. It'll want to bond to the mother. So they give, and I think they give the mother calf the shot too, mm. or, or when she's having the baby, something happens where in the, in the cow's brain, oxytocin is released, but then they do this because if oxytocin is released in both brains, mm-hmm. they bond. Yeah. It's magnetism. Right. So if you think a, a positive thought rooted in gratitude towards your spouse, it's going to draw you closer to your spouse, which that that's think that moves us into step two, Mm -hmm. talk, think, talk, touch. Remember these three things talk. If, if you think that positive thought about your spouse rooted in gratitude, and now you have a thankful thought, say it. Yeah. Say it like, Mm -hmm. like express that. Yeah, because when you express gratitude to your spouse, it re- then releases oxytocin in their brain. Right, and what does that make them want to do? Draw close to you. Right, it's it's a natural thing. Somebody who comes up and is just uber thankful for who you are. I mean, and what you do. Uh, even Psalm one hundred says uh, God is saying through David in the Psalms. He says, "Enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise." Right. I've told so many wives, "You want your husband's presence." then you have to do the same thing that God says that you have to do with him. Enter my 
gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. Thank God for what he does, praise him for who he is, and you get his presence. Mm -hmm. So I've told plenty of wives that have sat in front of us on our couch, thank your husband for what he does, praise him for who he is, and you're going to get his presence. Right. You will get his presence. He'll draw close to you. But that gratitude will release oxytocin in his brain. Mm. So it's not just gratitude, though. So we're, we're talking think, talk, touch. These three very simple things that you're going to apply to your relationship. Talk is also like like just a just take 60 seconds, have a positive, non-logistical interaction with your spouse. Like talk. Like you remember when you were dating or maybe even when you were first married, you would just talk. Right. I mean, you, what, what, like who's not it's not about who's going to pick up the kids or make dinner or pay the bills. I mean, you're talking about um, what do we want to do with our life? Yeah. What are our dreams? What are our fears? Hey, did you hear this joke? This is hilarious. Watch this video. Like yeah. positive stuff. Right. Like if you want to see magnetism take place in your relationship, then it's just having a 60-second positive interaction that's not about what are we going to eat for dinner. Yeah, right, exactly. It's, it can't be logistical. Right? You, you and I have found that walks are really helpful for this, being intentional, take walks together yeah, at least once a day. And it just gives us the space to to talk. And I find that it's easier to talk when you're moving. And you do yeah. too. We yeah. both are like, we would rather be moving and talking at the same time. Yeah, let's play catch. Yeah. <laughs> let's shoot free throws. And there are studies that show it is easier to talk when you're moving. Yeah. And to process when you're moving. Yeah. So, so if you're, if you're thinking um, thoughts of gratitude towards your spouse, you're thinking positively, no matter how difficult that may be at certain times, and then you're expressing it, you're actually having a positive interaction. These things are magnetism. Now we haven't even got to touch yet, but let me just park on talk just for a little bit longer because uh, don't ever forget two rules. The first is the five to one rule. And the second is the 20 to one. The five to one rule is for every negative interaction that you have with your spouse, you need at least five positive interactions to wash that out. And that put just puts you back to even. Wow. Right? So it's not... This was a study that was done, right? Yeah, Gottman it was uh, J- Dr. John Gottman. So this isn't our stuff. But so five to one. So if you, if you want your relationship, let's just say you're at a six in your relationship, which isn't good enough. God wants you at a 10. And you can be at a 10, but you're going to need to think, talk, touch. Okay, so let's just say you're at a six. If you want to stay at a six and you guys just had a massive, like negative interaction with each other, like you got into an argument about something and one of you said something hurtful and the other one responded to that and hurt. And so you guys have both done something like that. Okay, now you're at a four in your relationship. If you want to get back to equilibrium six, you need at least five positive interactions to overcome that one. Mm. Okay. But if you want to move forward in your relationship, you need 20 to 1. Hmm. 20 positive interactions to one negative interaction. Wow. That's the rule. So don't forget those two rules. So if you've had a negative interaction, it's not, it's not that it's wrong because we all have that. But you guys really have to have some positive interactions after that. Hmm. And it's okay for it to be systemized. It's okay for you guys to have a rule where... Uh, every day we're going to go for a walk around the block, you know, once your kids are older and, and one of your kids can watch the other one. Yeah. The other ones. 
we're going to go for a walk around the block. And the first thing that we're going to do is the first half mile, which is going to take us if you're walking, I mean, I don't know, eight, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. it's going to be logistical. It's going to be whatever needs. Okay. So what about when's the doctor's appointment for, you know, our little kid or whatever logistical. And then, you know, for the second half mile, you guys are going to have positive interaction, right? You're already thinking something you want to say about each other that you appreciate or something that they did that was good or whatever. And you're going to have positive interactions. It's okay that that's systemized, right? Because operating inside that system is what is what is, will get you to a point where you guys can actually express things that are in your heart. Right. But sometimes you just don't have a system for when you're going to express that. And next thing you know, you're falling asleep and you haven't expressed it. Yeah. You need a system for it. This makes so much sense to me too, because, um, you know, we've learned that our emotions are typically, they are, they come from two root emotions of love or fear Mm. and our bodies operate best and we're designed to operate out of love. Yeah. And so this is why, we need so much positive affirmation. We need those loving responses because that's how we operate best. Right. And when, when you are operating out of fear, it's, it drains you, it takes energy from you. But when you operate out of love, you're thriving, you're, you're operating in your design. Yeah. And so when we can help each other as couples, when I can come alongside of you and love you really well and tell you truth about who you really are despite how you're behaving in that moment, there might be some things that are true that are negative. But when I focus on what is true and help you to come into alignment with that, that's helping you to thrive the way that you were designed to thrive. Yeah. And if you guys, if, if you just talk with each other like that, like what Tori is saying, uh, basically that's believing in each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's believing the best, even though they may not be exhibiting the best. Right. Because God's not just your father. He's your father-in-law. And just think about what your father-in-law feels about their kid. Well, think about what you feel about your kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have a son that's 14, 15 years old, and he acts the egghead. You know, he's acting like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, and you want his friends to to show him some grace, give him right. some slack, you know, like, or his teachers at school. Like, you're a grown adult. You're 40 years old. My son's 14. I know he said something stupid. Right. But can you please not hold right. that against him? <laughs> yeah. And like, I think, like, as a mom, I'm able to see the heart of my children. And so they may say something really dumb, but in my, in my heart, I know, no, that's not what they really meant. It just yeah. came out wrong. But then when it comes to you, oftentimes I don't take that same approach. That's right. Because I'm not, I'm not your son, mm-hmm. right? I'm your husband and I'm supposed to know better. But in reality, if you do look at that through the eyes of your father-in-law, right. God, like we're supposed to see people through the eyes of God, right? Well, if he's your father-in-law, then you have to look and think, huh, what would he want me to do or say about his son or daughter right mm-hmm. now? And, and if you're like having a hard time coming up with something, then think about what God thinks about them. Yeah. No, they are made perfect. They they are now they've been screwed up, you know, by their own decisions. But they're they're made to be kingdom advancers and conquerors, and we're all more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Listen, if your husband is being the egghead like your fourteen year old son, mm-hmm. then give him give him a verse. Say, honey, I, I believe that you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I know you're going through a tough time at work. And I know you've said a few things that are kind of harsh to us and the kids, but I believe in you. Wow. You know, I trust you and trust me that that's going to help. It's so good. Um, This week has, the last two weeks have been challenging weeks for me with unbelief and just 
I feel like my faith has been rattled a little bit with this whole thing with Lendy because I want to believe that I can trust God. But I also feel this sense of responsibility as a mom to know everything and to make wise choices and to be responsible with what I know. And, and that's been a challenge to juggle because it, I'm, I'm trying to believe in and trust that God is going to help us to make wise decisions. But then I fall back into my limited beliefs of Mm. like, well, what if we make the wrong decision or what if the doctors aren't on their a game or, you know, all these, these questions, doubts, all these doubts. And I was reading in my um, devotions this morning. And actually I've been reading this all week because I just keep going back to it. I haven't moved forward because I don't feel like I quite have it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's in Hebrews three. It says uh, in verse 12, so search your hearts every day, my brother, and sisters and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you for it will lead you astray and it will make you unresponsive to the living God. Mm. So unresponsive, you know, responsibility is the ability to respond. Yeah. And now it's, you know, here I'm trying to be the responsible mom, but it's saying if I, if I am being ruled by unbelief, I will be unresponsive, Mm. which is not responsible. Yeah. Right. And so this whole, kind of thing that I'm going through where I'm like, well, I, I just, I need to make sure I know, I need to know everything, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, you know, gotten me stuck in this, just this worry and this, you know, t- kind of taking on the responsibility that's really not mine to take. Mm-hmm. Like I have to surrender these things to the Lord as yeah. we walk through, you know, all these doctor's appointments that we've been going to every week. It's like, I'm I can, I literally feel my hands clenched every time I walk in because, (laughs) and I I can tell I'm just trying to hold on to something and what I really need to do is to rest in him and to trust him. Um, but I just thought that was so good that our unbelief will, it will lead us to, it will make you unresponsive. unresponsive to the living God. Yeah. Like, I think we take on, we feel like it's our responsibility to do X, Y, and Z, and then things will go yeah. the way they should right. if we're just responsible. Yeah. But if it's based in unbelief and we're not relying fully on God, then yeah. we're going to be unresponsive. That's right. And you know, one of the ways to get past that in your own spiritual walk, honestly, is to voice it. Get up early one morning and voice it to God. Voice exactly what it is that you're feeling. Hmm. Tell him what you feel. The same is true when we start talking about think, talk, touch that draws you close in your relationship. The same is true with God. Obviously, we can't touch him physically, but we can touch his heart with the things that we say and we think positively. Hmm. But like going back to what Tori is saying, you know, if you're going through something with your spouse or whatever and and applying this think, talk, touch uh, three-step system to magnetism, uh, you know, Tor, I could tell that she's, uh, the, the energy gets drained from her when she's operating out of doubt or fear, which happens to moms. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. moms naturally are going to hold on to these things, maybe even more so than dads. But if I'm going to apply think, talk, touch, the first thing that I would do as a husband is now I'm going to think some positive thoughts about Tor. Like, well, who who is she? You know, mm-hmm. and then maybe speak some of those things into her life and then reach out and just touch, you know, like mm-hmm. touch hands, touch shoulder, whatever, and just let you know that I'm in it with you, that kind of thing. That's just the way that we can apply this little three-step system. But going to touch, talking about touch, you know, if if we're going to think positively, rooted in gratitude, 
And let's just say we put a time limit on it of, of 60 seconds or more. And we're going to talk for 60 seconds or more, mm-hmm. touching for 60 seconds or more, a gentle touch, non-sexual. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you're not moving anywhere with it. Right. This is for the guys out there. Here's what's crazy. Our bodies have electromagnetic waves inside. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if somebody dies or their heart stops beating, what, what do the people typically on the, on the, um, uh, in the emergency room, do they got that electromagnetic paddle thing, right. and they're like clear, and they put it on your your, right. your chest, and they send electromagnetic pulses through your body to mm-hmm. to wake your heart up. Right. What's well, because we we got electromagnetic waves inside of us, and your hands are like magnets. Right. You know, and I just think it's so interesting when you uh, look at the scripture that says uh, pray for I forget Paul was talking about. Uh, Timothy, he's talking about how he prayed over him with the laying on of hands and they received certain things. Look, I mean, it's not some voodoo mystical thing, Mm -hmm. but your hands literally have electromagnetic frequency running through them. If I reach out and touch Tori, she'll start to feel warmth, Mm -hmm. but then she'll also start to feel love if I do it in the right way. You know, it's gentle. So with, without moving towards something, just a gentle touch, 60 seconds or more. Mm. Like when you caress your spouse's hand or play with their feet or rub their shoulders, there's a moment there when your spouse knows that you're completely connected with them. Yeah. And I think that you really have to let go for us women sometimes, especially women who have small children who have kids crawling all over them and touching them. And it's like, <laughs> I remember that stage so well where I'm oh, like, no. I don't think I can take any more touch. It's too much. But it is so, so true that there is something really, really special about touch. Like as I've kind of began to look at it differently, and I think that for so long it was like, wait, where are you going with this? Right. And I don't have time. I can't do that right now. So please don't touch me. Yes. But I really tried to let go of that and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to let fear um, of, you know, of something happening that I don't want it to happen to come in the way of me enjoying the touch of my husband like this. And so if you can really intentionally let that fear go and be like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about where this is going. I'm going to let there's power in touch. And we're sorry. I I, I fully cut you off. Go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, go in with what Tori said. And she said, you know, for, for the wives, let, let yourself kind of sit in that moment and, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy the touch of your husband. One of the things that I found as a husband that got her, helped get her to a point where she could do that was that she could trust that not every time I touched her a certain way, mm-hmm. that it was, it had to lead to something, right? It right. didn't always have to lead to sex or whatever. It's like, but she was open with me to say, okay, yeah, so I, I've been in the house with the kids all day and they've been jumping all over me right now. I mean, what are you thinking? You just touch me that way, whatever, mm-hmm. it, whatever it is. And it's like, then she had to be open with me and explain what she's feeling or whatever. And then I, as a husband, have to say, okay, you know what? You're right. I, I got to be a cognizant of these things. I got to be conscientious yeah. of the fact that she needs my touch that's not leading to anything other than the fact that I just, let me just rub your shoulders for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me just put my arm around you. Let me massage that the fat part of your hand, you know, right by your thumb. Just give me your hand real quick. You know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And just if you fill your marriage with a few of these moments every yeah. single day, like think, talk, touch. Yeah. It's going to change your relationship. It really does. It's it really is magnetizing. It, it like makes me feel like 
so love to be touched by you. Yeah. And there's been so many times where I've rejected your touch because of fear. Yeah. Honestly, it's just like, oh, no, no, I don't have time for that. I don't. And it's like when I surrender that fear, I'm like, no, I'm going to let um, Jason love me through touch right now. It's like I really do feel that magnetism and that and that bonding with you. That's yeah. really it's exactly what I need. And it's just crazy how that how we sometimes reject those things that we need the most. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because um, when you think about Think, Talk, Touch, uh, Tori and I did a two part um, session on a two-part podcast on how to affair-proof your marriage, the same things that draw you close to your spouse will draw you close to other people. Right. And that's what you've got to be careful with when you're thinking about think, talk, touch. You've got to pay attention. You know, if you and your spouse aren't doing too well, or maybe you're doing really well, but you've got a, a colleague of the opposite sex at work and you're hanging out a lot, and the next thing you know, you're, you're admiring them and you're thinking about them subconsciously. Oh, that's not good. And then you're talking and having positive interactions at all times right. not about non-logistical stuff, mm-hmm. non-tactical things. And the next thing you know, you reach out and give a little hug or whatever and down you go. Mm-hmm. Like that's so it's very important we've got to use the this is like a fire in a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Don't let it out of the fireplace. Yeah. Keep it in the fireplace and it's going to heat your house up. Thinking 60 seconds or more positive about your spouse, rooted in gratitude, talking 60 seconds or more positive interaction rooted in gratitude and touching Mm -hmm. 60 seconds or more gentle touch do this several times a day and watch what happens to your relationship i like it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting here staring at tori like am i am i done i don't know i don't have anything else to say i think that was perfect let's wrap it up okay can i do a would you rather yeah okay so would you rather um eat ice cream like the best ice cream you could think of. Tillamook. We'll Tillamook ice cream is actually very good. Um, would you rather eat ice cream or a brownie or a soft, cold chocolate chip cookie? Ooh. Now, some people might not like it cold. Some people like it warm, but just soft chocolate chip cookie. So tell me, which one? Ice cream, brownie, chocolate chip cookie? Um, probably ice cream. Ice cream? Mm-hmm. If you get the right Brownie kind. batter, Ooh, not bro- the brownie. Yeah, now Tori's letting you in on a little secret. She's a brownie batter fanatic. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't care about raw eggs. Give me all the raw eggs. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> so, so good. I'm probably going to do ice cream. I'm going to go to Kilwins and I'm going to get their chocolate chip. And oh, then I'm going to have them Killwins put the best three. Listen, guys, you got to do this. Three dark chocolate peanut clusters that they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that on top of said chocolate chip ice cream. And it's a party in your Jason mouth. Jason likes to mix everything. I like everything separate. He is a mixer. Mix it. Yeah, mix it. I think it has something to do with old Faye Benham, God rest her soul, that we used to eat leftovers a lot. Yeah. And there was a lot of mixing going on with those leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got used to it. Okay, I digress. Think, talk, touch. You guys apply this. Tori and I are going to apply it. I'm going to, here, I'm reaching out. I'm touching her right now. We're holding hands. It's great. Well, so I'm not going anywhere you. with this. I want you to know. I'm not fearing it. (laughs) (laughs) She's not scared. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. If you think somebody would like this, send it over to them. Tell them it's a gift from me. All right, guys. uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Take care.